Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. Many foster children have suffered abuse, abandonment, neglect, and trauma, and many suffer from post-traumatic stress. The Rose Again Foundation in Temecula seeks to improve their health and wellness, education, and self-worth, as well as helping them to acclimate to their new surroundings. Here to tell us more is Allison Decker, CEO and CUO of the Rose Again Foundation, and Maria Baldovinos, Program Administrator, as well as Ruben Maldonado, a foster dad with the Rose Again Foundation. Thank you for joining me. Of course. Thank, Thank you for having you. us. How was the Rose Again Foundation started? So Rose Again Foundation was started in 2013. It started with a 17-year-old high school student who attended Rancho High School. Her name is Natalie Rose Dixon, and she had went on a missions trip with her dad to Guatemala, and it really impacted her to serve the orphanage. So when she came back home here to Temecula, she realized how blessed she was to have a mom and a dad and siblings to live in a good community and to go to a good school that she wanted to do something for her community for kids who were struggling. So she had created a board of directors and founded in May 2013 Rose Again Foundation. Together they spent months interviewing social workers, group home staff, foster parents, emancipated foster youth to see um, what kind of services that Rosigan could create that would make the best impact for foster children in our community, um, that we were not going to duplicate services um, or be competition with other nonprofits. We wanted to make sure that um, these programs were designed to Uh, really make an impact and improve the health and wellness of foster children living in our community. And at the time, she had asked her grandmother, Rhonda Reiki, who was the previous CEO, to take over Rose again and oversee the foundation. And she just left us right before June. And that's when Allison had stepped in to be the CEO. And we're so grateful for Allison. She's been doing such an amazing job. And she's learning quickly. What is the mission of the Rose Again Foundation? To improve the health, wellness, and education of foster children and emancipated foster youth in our community. What makes the Rose Again Foundation unique? I think what makes us so unique is that we have programs, as I was saying, that help foster children in our community. 
we've been told time and time again from foster families that uh, there's not another nonprofit like Rose Again Foundation. There's not another nonprofit that serves their foster children like Rose Again Foundation. The way that we do, we really stick to our service area as it's only two people in the office doing the day-to-day basis. So we want to make sure that we're serving properly to each child that we serve. I'm speaking with Allison Decker, CEO and CUO of the Rose Again Foundation and Maria Baldovinas, Program Administrator. Allison, how did you get involved with the Rose Again Foundation? Well, we have lived in Temecula for about six years and as we settled into the community and as my kids were getting older, I noticed I had more time to be able to serve the community. And my trainer actually at the time had mentioned Rose Again Foundation to me. And so we started being monthly donors and unfortunately COVID hit. So we delivered Easter baskets. We got involved with the Bless the Children Christmas event. And I just fell in love with it. I really fell in love with Rhonda, the previous CEO and Maria and all the families. Something that I noticed because we've given many foundations before, but they would give us handwritten thank you notes that were always very heartfelt and they really nurtured our relationship. We got a thank you email every month explaining to us what exactly the money that we had given was spent on. And I would hear the stories of these families and I've always had a passion for children. So anything we can do to help children in the community, we would love to do. And so Actually, this year, both of my kids were going to be in school full time. And even my husband was like, you got to figure out something to do with your time. You need to be busy and it needs to be something you're passionate about. And I was like, well, hmm, Rose Again Foundation already exists. Like, what else could I do? And that's when I got the text message from Rhonda that unfortunately she was going to be moving out of state and they were going to have to shut the foundation down. And literally, even telling this story right now, I had goosebumps, and I looked at my husband. I was like, is this what we've been talking about? Is this what I was meant to do? And it really felt like the most perfect right fit, 110%. I knew this is what our family should be involved in, and I've enjoyed it ever since. Talk about kismet. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Maria, how about you? How did you get involved with the Rose Again Foundation? November would be my fourth year with Rose Again, so I actually started off as a client with Rose Again Foundation myself. It was right when I had aged out of foster care. I had just turned 18. And at the time, you know, the world is scary because, you know, you don't have a lot of family. You don't have a lot of support. I didn't know a lot of people. I didn't have, like, a quote-unquote, like, mom and dad to, like, ask questions to about, like, adult things, like how to cook or how to do laundry and that sort of thing. And I was introduced to Rose Again Foundation, and I had a an immediate connection with them. They were so heartfelt, so genuine. They were really there for me. They have provided scholarships for me to continue my education. They've provided financial assistance for me to get clothing or shoes and sometimes food because I was barely working at the time and it's a really big world to navigate as an 18-year-old who just aged out of the system. So as time went on, I actually started volunteering with Rose again because I was so grateful for everything that they have done for me. And then I started off as an intern and now the program administrator. That is an amazing story. How did COVID impact the Rose Again Foundation and foster families? So COVID has impacted uh, the foster families in the way of, for one, the schools closing down, you know, kids not being able to go to school. I know 
you know, kids eat a lot, especially when they're at home, you know. So we were providing some food for foster families and especially the emancipated foster youth, you know, because some lost their jobs or some, you know, their hours got cut or whatever may have been. And we made sure that we provided food and, you know, the community just came around and provided these essential items for us to distribute to foster families. Most definitely, I would say for foster children, it was the hardest because they were unable to see their family. They were shown to be more lonely just because, you know, there was a Zoom meeting, you know, they were to have visitations with their family. And it just wasn't the same. Definitely kids that were being noticed at school. We have teachers, we have counselors at school that they see abuse, they report abuse, but when these kids are, you know, not in school and not being visually seen, there's no way to really report abuse going on in the home. And social workers were not able to do welfare checks because of COVID and that sort of thing. Tell us about the emergency and new placement program. So this is our most important program. Basically, these families or parents can get called in the middle of the night hey, you know, we have a three-day-old baby, can you open your home to them? And so what we do is in order for these families to be able to provide a loving, great home for the children, is what they do is we get the, we get the paperwork from them, and then we get a list of what they need, and within 48 hours, we deliver exactly what that be. So if it's bottles, diapers, wipes, clothes, a car seat, whatever it may be, so they can provide best for that child, we are able to provide that because something I didn't even realize is that they don't get financial assistance from the government for, I believe, like three months. So that way they are able to bring these kids in their home and we support them. And we also like, especially for the older kids or, you know, older than babies, um, we like to give them brand new clothes and shoes because even that's something my husband mentioned to me is, you know, a great new pair of shoes can bring a lot of confidence, especially when you're in this new home. It's exciting, and a lot of these kids just have hand-me-downs to have some new things that are just yours alone. And I think it makes that environment, this new environment, basically more more welcoming and positive. So that's a very important program that we will continue to do forever. And how about the Tutor Me program? Our Tutor Me program started a couple years ago. We had received a phone call from a social worker asking if we had any tutoring available. She had a a 9 and 11 year old girl that could only write their first name. And we brainstormed and we created the Tutor Me program. So we have tutors that will go in the home and meet with the child one hour, once a week to help them catch up to the grade level academically. Because no matter what the age when a foster child arrives at a new school, they get placed in their grade level and it can be very intimidating. It can be very scary to get called on because sometimes these kids move a lot in foster homes and that can really cause some delays in school and falling behind academically. So we want to do what we can on our end to make sure that they maintain that academically success. So I was actually fortunate enough to tutor these two girls and now they're thriving they're doing great 
they're in their grade level and they love school now. That's awesome. How does the Rose Again Foundation support the emancipated foster youth? With the emancipated foster youth, it's so hard. Of course, they age out of the system. They have no family. They didn't get adopted. It can be really heartbreaking. Especially the emancipated foster girls, they're more vulnerable to the world. They can get caught up in bad things to get money. That's where we see a lot of sex trafficking with young girls because they don't have anyone that's going to come looking for them if they go missing or anything like that. But we support them in the way of providing scholarships. We do financial aid, like I mentioned, for for clothes, for food, and sometimes if we have a car, sometimes gas cards. And we try to keep contact with them to see how they're doing or see if they have any needs that are not being met. And we just try to do our best. We can't be the answer to everything, but we will definitely see, you know, how we can help. What are some misconceptions that people might have about foster children? Sometimes they get labeled as bad kids. They get labeled that there's no hope for them that they don't deserve to be in the same school as other kids. But in reality, you know, these are the kids that go to school with our kids, our grandkids, our nieces and nephews. They're going to grow up to be neighbors, you know, one day with a family of their own. And it's up to us as a community to really come around them and support them so that they could be these successful, thriving adults. I think a lot of people are afraid to take in teen fosters just because they're older it can be more challenging but in reality they just need a home so that they can feel safe and loved and supported i'm speaking with allison decker ceo and cuo of the rose again foundation and maria baldovinas program administrator as well as ruben maldonado a foster dad with rose again foundation this program has been serving foster families for over eight years. Do you have any examples that you can share with how this program has transformed the lives of foster kids? Well, actually, recently, Allison had wanted to actually create a back-to-school event where we would distribute backpacks and famous footwork gift cards. And we had inflatables. We had a water slide. We had a lot of fun activities planned for our foster families. And actually, this is about Ruben. So a week before the event, he called us asking if some additional siblings of the boys he currently has could come attend the event. And they had not seen each other because they were separated in the system. And, of course, Allison and I quickly said yes. And at the day of the event, Ruben introduced me to the additional siblings. And the siblings were really happy to be with each other. They had a lot of fun at the event. And we talked to the guardian of the siblings. And we said, you know, how does Christmas look like for you guys? And she got emotional and said that Christmas was challenging. So we opened her to our arms and the fact that we're going to be providing Christmas gifting for the three siblings so that way, you know, they could also be with the other siblings so they can all be together and share Christmas together. That's a really special thing. Ruben, can you tell us what the process is like to become a foster parent? I just think the first thing, the number one thing is you have have to have a lot of love and a lot of compassion. And the second is you have to go through a process your background check, and then they give you some classes. Because, you know, a lot of the kids do come, might have some um, backgrounds where a lot of trauma, and they kind of help you how to deal with some of the trauma to help be able to help the kids so they could grow. 
And what has been the most rewarding thing for you about being a foster parent? Well, you know, the most rewarding part is to see them grow. I adopted my first child when he was two, and now he's 31, went to UCLA. You know, he's still in school, trying to get his, uh, some degrees. He's got a couple of them already. And that in itself, I mean, makes it, it really, in my home, there is everybody's family. Anybody that comes into my family, foster child, everybody automatically becomes family, even when they leave or when they stay. Uh, also, I have three other boys that I have adopted, and just to see them when they first came into my home, what a difference. You know, there's a lot of therapy behind everything, you know, a lot of understanding that goes, you know, you have to be mindful where these kids come from. And me and my wife always talk, we go, wow, remember when this, or remember how when they first came, and we we seen the growth span. And that's the most rewarding part, when you see the kids grow, and they're learning, and they're, some of the trauma they've gone through, is you can see the healing process coming along. What is something someone should know before becoming a foster parent? Like I said before, they have to have a lot of compassion. Compassion is very important and, and a lot of love. I think with that love and compassion, what I personally notice is the kids will open up to you. Kids, I mean, are very resilient. They see that you really care for them. And before you know it, they're calling you dad. That's what happened with my three boys. They were into my home probably about three months. And before you knew it, they were calling me dad. They took it upon themselves. And, you know, of course, you know, I took that on. And then when it was time to, because, you know, they had no home. Well, he said, hey, you know what? We put, because I was getting ready to retire. And I put my retirement on hold. Well, actually, I retired. And we were getting ready to to move to Cancun because we had bought a place out there. And we put that on hold because we just fell in love with the kids. And now I just, I have a 15-year-old that just came into my family. And I, just in the few months that he's been with me, tremendous growth just in the few months that he's been with me. Because it's amazing how when you show that love and concern and care and compassion, it goes a long way. I'm speaking with Allison Decker, CEO and COO of the Rose Again Foundation, Maria Baldovinos, Program Administrator for the Rose Again Foundation, and Ruben Maldonado, a foster dad with the organization. How can the community get involved, either by making a donation or by volunteering? There are lots of ways. One thing about volunteering, though, is these are vulnerable children. So it's actually we keep their identities anonymous. So when we have our back-to-school event, we do have a volunteer form that people fill out just because there can't be any pictures taken of the children to expose their identities just because there could be custody about all those different things like that. So that's, that's kind of the tricky thing with volunteering, but it, but it is amazing to see the kids and interact with the kids. But now you can donate. We have a PayPal. We have Venmo. So you can go on our website, rosegumfoundation.org, and our, we also have Instagram and Facebook, and you can get the information on our PayPal and our Venmo on there. And yeah, that's, that's probably the best way. What are some of the creative ways that donors have been with giving back financially? Well, we actually started, my husband wrapped one of his cars and he kind of turned it because my husband's just a typical business guy. He's like, okay, if you see this, take a picture and tag 
it was his business, Modern Lending and Rosigan Foundation. And for every, every picture we received, he was going to donate $50 to the foundation. So we started with that, but it was actually a lot of text to read for anyone just passing by. It was mainly people who would have to be stopped at a stoplight. So it was a great idea. For, but at, in the end, I was like, hmm, I feel like we, we wanted to generate a lot more than that. So we became monthly donors through PayPal. And my husband is a mortgage loan officer. He owns Modern Lending. And what's really cool about that is he's very involved with the real estate community. So one way that the real estate community has really helped out is they will choose us for the month or for whatever period of time. And for every deal they close, they give us a donation, which is really amazing to see. We've had a tattoo shop that said for one day, if you get this rose tattoo, we get um, a portion of those proceeds. We've had restaurants in the area. They pick one day. We tell everyone, hey, make sure to mention Rose Again Foundation, and we get proceeds from that. We also have grocery stores that when you're checking out the pen pad and they ask, hey, do you want to help keep or you know feed kids, help kids in the community, you can donate that, and that's another great way. So there, I actually, when we, when I started working with Rose Again Foundation, I was shocked at how many people really do want to help in these trying times. It's been, I think that's the most rewarding thing for me is seeing that there are still really amazing, good people out there. And some of them, it doesn't even matter if it's giving, you know, $5 a month, they feel moved and they will do anything they can for these kids. And it really has been the most amazing, uplifting thing I could see. And it's even great for my kids to see that's important to give the community and it, when you're very blessed to bless other people and in our community has really stepped up. I'm very proud. And are there any partners that you want to give a shout out to? Yes. The first boss is Modern Lending. They've been very strong supporters of ours. So that's Allison and her husband, Brian Decker, Albertson's Foundation. So just to feedback to what Allison was saying with the grocery stores, we are partner for the month of September, so when uh, customers shop at Albertsons at checkout, um, they're asked, would you like to donate? So they can choose to donate in any amount, and that's at four-store locations. For the month of September, High Society Shave Parlor, the owner, Joe, he gave a couple free haircuts to some of our kids. And I know Ruben and his boys enjoyed that experience, and <laughs> they got some pretty cool haircuts. I still remember that day. Harley Davidson, they do like a toy drive for us for Christmas. You know, they collect toys for us to distribute to foster children, or we also use these toys to place in the emergency placement gift bags to welcome children into the community. And Temecula Valley Elks, so they apply for grants on behalf of those again, and they come together with us to help foster families. They help with backpacks for the back to school event. And then they are going to take some of our foster family shopping for new clothes and new shoes. I've been speaking with Allison Decker, CEO and COO of the Rose Again Foundation, Maria Baldovinos, Program Administrator, and Ruben Maldonado, a foster dad with the Rose Again Foundation. Is there anything else you want us to know? Definitely. If you could follow us on Instagram at Rose Again Foundation. We also have a Facebook, um, Rose Again Foundation. And then we are also working on our website, Rose foundation.org so you can keep up with us with our events updates and stories thank you so much for talking with us today and thank you so much for making a difference for the children in our community yeah of course thank you thank you 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.